Cole. After an exciting uh, 24 hours yesterday, we are back, barely able to speak. I'm still very stopped up and sick. Uh, it I'm was getting that way, getting that way, um, and it was it was so rough that we have an empty booth. We have an empty booth tonight. JTC is uh, was unable to be with us. Uh, moment of silence for uh, JTC. He's not dead. He's he's not dead. He's still very much alive. But yes, moment of silence for JTC. All right, and uh, yeah, it's just a silent booth tonight. Uh, the booth is empty, so Jay can't wait to have you back on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, uh, we understand you are in a time of mourning and grieving, as are we here on the Panther Pod, because when one of us grieves, all of us grieves uh, for for our uh, our program's football. continued success. Are we grieving over success now? Or are we? Oh no, no, no! Grieving over the one loss and the stupid touchdown that. Shouldn't have been a touchdown. That shouldn't have been a touchdown. E- either way. Anyway. Either way. Either way. Um, for that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And this is the Panther Pod. Cole, I just remembered something. Uh, we 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 forgot something. We for, we forgot something. What 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 did we forget, Owen? I. Wait, 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 Cole, wait. Okay, that was that was <laughs> almost almost too much of that second one. It's okay. It's all right. It's all yeah, right. We're good. We're good. There's a clean version of that, by the way, on Spotify just Ooh, for you. Okay, I'll have to remember that. We'll have to remember that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a great. It, we went, It was a great time for us on the Panther Pod. Except for Deboof, um, <laughs> minus Deboof, uh, but it uh, West Virginia won dominantly. Dominantly, LSU won dominantly. Uh, it was a little little rough going there for a little yeah, while. But I mean, when Georgia State scores fourteen, uh, I can't remember when you told me exactly. Uh, yeah, when Georgia State scores fourteen and the score is fourteen fourteen going into the second or uh, midway through the second quarter, you start to sweat a little bit. And then they didn't score anything else. And then LSU decided to go sweat mode, and uh, yeah, yeah, they went try hard. They went try hard. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to get into more of those games uh, here. But as for uh, some of our review, our our games that we were walk- looking out for this weekend, uh, SMU in Memphis. Cole, I took the L on this one. Unfortunately, uh, SMU knocks off Memphis thirty-eight to thirty-four. It appears that SMU is going to be a uh, it's going to be a Tulane SMU American Championship uh, or American Athletic Conference Championship game. Um, so yeah, good win for the Mustangs. Memphis, I'm so sad they let me down. Memphis did have uh, win the time of possession battle with uh, having the ball over 31 minutes. They had 464 yards. It was just an offensive showing. For uh, Memphis, they had 402 yards offensively, okay? Mm. Had 35 pass completions there. 
over 51 passing attempts. Oh, yeah, attempts. Seth Hennigan, I mean, he lit it up, 35 for 51, 402 yards passing, two touchdowns. Yep, uh, and then also eight yards per pass yeah. compared – but SMU did have 12 yards per pass. So, either way, both of them were getting a first down within one or two plays. Uh, Preston Stone for the Mustangs, 15 for 23, 286 uh passing yards, and three total touchdowns on the day. Um, so, good win for SMU. Look to continue that momentum, except against Tulane, because that momentum is going to come crashing against the brick wall. That is the mighty wave. You could almost say that the wave is going to come crashing down on the Mustangs. Yes. There you go. But the wave isn't going to, like, roll or, like, the the tide or anything like that. And, you know, we're, we're not saying that word. Yeah, but I heard I heard they got a kind of a they got a riptide coming into Atlanta later this year. Mm. It's a the tide is really rolling right into Atlanta, so I've heard. So you've heard. So I know. So so you've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. I'm I'm now officially a well no I'm still an LSU Tiger fan 100 percent but like when conference championship comes into play I'm officially a Georgia Bulldog fan now unfortunately. I thought you were going to say Tulane fan, but okay, that works no. too. No, for SEC. SEC. For No, for my intents and purposes, we're all diehard Tulane fans. Um, but no, for SEC purposes, I am a Georgia Bulldog fan. Yeah. Right um, Memphis, the story of the game is you gave two extra possessions to SMU with a with – a, uh, or I'm sorry, not two extra possessions. You gave one extra possession with losing the fumble to mm-hmm. SMU. And honestly, right there, it's a one-possession game. It's a four-point game yep. that ultimately won SMU the game, not putting the ball in harm's way and Memphis losing the ball. So tough win for the ti- – or tough loss for the Tigers – Hopefully uh, they can bounce back. At this point, I would say not a miracle, but it is something close to a miracle to have uh, Memphis at least get into the championship game for the AAC. Absolutely. Uh, moving right along to our Pac-12 matchup, Pac-2. <sighs> it's a sad day in Boonsville, Virginia. The Oregon State Beavers fell to the Washington Huskies 22-20. to uh, Oregon State kicked a field goal in the fourth quarter to make it 22-20, to and they pitched a second-half shutout against the Huskies, um, scoring 10 unanswered to get them there. But, man, you, hate, you really hate to see this game because Oregon State has been on a roll all season long, and now they're just going to drop right out of any kind of conversation whatsoever. Um, Oregon State dominated time of possession, 37 minutes to Washington's uh, 22. Um, Washington had one more drive than Oregon did, and Oregon ran 73 total plays versus Washington's. Oregon um, State literally had 20 more opportunities, yep. if you want to put it that way. Literally. Yeah. 20 more opportunities to, to score two points. To score two points. And could they even had they even had thirty seven minutes to do so? Yeah. And ah. DJ Uyangle, he was not in his bag this game. Unfortunately, no passing touchdowns. Um, one hundred and sixty nine passing yards, sixteen completions, thirty three attempts, five point one yards per. Uh, Washington, this was not the Michael Penix Jr. we've seen all season long, however. 162 total passing yards, but two total passing touchdowns. 
Um, rushing the ball, 110 yards for the Huskies, 148 yards for the Beavers. What really killed Oregon State was the turnover battle. They had three ugly ones. Washington only had one. They were able to mitigate the flow. Um, yeah, no, it was a ugly game for both of these teams. Um, but Damian Martinez for the Beavers, uh, obviously player of the game. And this one, 167 total yards, two touchdowns. Michael Penix Jr. did not look like himself, but he still posted 13 for 28, 162 yards, and three touchdowns on the day. <sighs> Go Beavs. Go Beavs. They will unfortunately not get their revenge on um, on the Pac-12 this year. Uh, they will not be going to the Pac-12 championship, unfortunately, but they will end out the season probably. Uh, very good bowl. Very good bowl. It's a possibility they could go 9-3. and three. They have the Civil War coming up uh, this upcoming week. Cole, next week is rivalry week. It I'm is the so last excited. Week. I know, but it's the last week in college football. Yeah, but I mean... It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a rivalry week, though. Yeah, because you really just can't West Virginia Baylor. That's a one heck of a rivalry that, and LSU Texas A and M. I mean, gosh, guys, like that. That's that's a rivalry there for you sure. You need to stop being so pessimistic, dude. Just because our programs aren't necessarily playing their biggest rivalries when they're supposed to, when they're supposed to, we both played our biggest rivals this season, and we went one for one. Yep. Yep, we did. Um, <laughs> uh, good win for the Huskies. Should be a playoff team. Should be a playoff team. Hopefully are a playoff team now uh, with Florida State. Maybe not being as potent anymore. Maybe not. Maybe not. Just depends. We'll see. Yep. We'll yep, see. Yep, 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 Um. Terrible injury to uh, Jordan Travis. We wish him nothing but the best. But if you have not heard, Jordan Travis uh, had to be carted off uh, with a few minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, Florida State still won like 60-14 to 14 or something crazy like that. But at the time of his injury, they were down 13-0. Um, so wish him nothing but the best. But did not mm. look good. Um, Did not look good. The, and the that's one of those kind thing. of injuries where it's like Hendon Hooker last year with Tennessee. Without that injury, Hendon Hooker would have probably led the Vols into the playoffs. We'll see what Florida State can come up with. Uh, moving right along to Big 12 matchup here, uh, K-State, Kansas. Uh, K-State wins 31-27. Very good game for them. Uh, K-State scored – that 15 points in the second half while only allowing Kansas seven. Uh, Devin Neal was an absolute monster for the Jayhawks in this game. Uh, 18 attempts for 138 yards, three touchdowns. I took a bad L on this one, but honestly, I'm not even worried about it because that Devin Neal stat, dang, three touchdowns on the day from a running back. Will Howard, 13 for 24, 165 yards passing, three total touchdowns on the day. DJ Giddens was also showing some life, uh, 21 attempts, 102 yards, one touchdown. And just rough for Kansas. I mean, they're out. They're down to their third-string quarterback. Played Kansas State really close. But, I mean, Cole Ballard was 11 for 16, 
uh, had one passing touchdown and two interceptions right there. Kansas State's just dangerous when you give them those two extra possessions and they're able to capitalize on – they were able to capitalize on both of those possessions. Um, it was – it looked promising for Kansas walking into the fourth and then not able to score any points, not able to score any points for the Jayhawks, which ultimately led to their demise. Um Again, Chris Ballard, man, that was just – or I'm not Chris Ballard, Cole Ballard. Uh, when you're walking in third-string quarterback, I mean – Yeah. But, hey, you're three deep and were able to hang in there with K-State. Yeah. Lance Leopold is building something special. Kansas – and I know we said that last season, and if it's something that continues where we say – you know, year after year on the Panther Pod, we keep saying, man, Lance Leipold's doing such a great job for Kansas. He's really going to turn that program around eventually. He has turned it around. He has 100% turned it around. But if they keep doing this, then that's a question of, like, I- I'm just saying that's something that we need to be cautious of is this is his, what, third or second year in the job? Second. Second year in Sorry, the job. Sorry, third. Third, third year. year in the job. So, with this being his third year in the job, he's resurrected this program entirely. 100%. But, two or three years down the road, and say, man, wow, Lance Leipold's really resurrected Kansas. Where's your conference championship to prove it? But, you know, I don't... (sighs) That's... That's and I feel like, for me, that's saying that as someone who's biased against... Because that's the entire history of the 21st century LSU is, okay, Saban came in, super competitive, uh, took LSU to the natty. Les Miles comes in, doesn't miss a beat. Ed O comes in, wins another natty. Brian Kelly's here. Third year. Where's our ring? (laughs) Where's our ring? Um, and I, I know that that's being greedy, but at the same time, I could see that happening to Kansas. It's like, okay, you have all these sports writers saying, okay, Kansas is a resurrected program now, but in th- three years, three to four years, if they keep saying that, where's the improvement? I think it is improvement just for them to get to a goal. A good, they're seven and four right now. Yeah, and that's tremendous. That's awesome. You, you can't wish for anything better if you're a Jayhawk fan. What I'm saying is if this trend continues for the Jayhawks, they're going to get greedy. Uh, eventually, you've got to turn a corner a little bit. I think Lance Leipold can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. For Kansas... The last, and I guess I'll see this. Uh, I guess I'll say this too: is the like at some point in time, two as in two thousand seven. Okay, Mark Mangino was the head football coach. They were twelve and one. <laughs> they were national championship contender as a football team the last time Mangino was there. Okay, or during his like one last couple of years that Mangino was there, um, so I guess for your Kansas fan, you know, for for those of you who are out of college, you've been working a couple of years, you're in your thirties, you remember those years, okay? You remember those years as a Jayhawk fan that it's like, oh, we're doing really good, we won, con-. you know, you're the reason that um, you're the reason that Mizzou didn't go to the national championship because you beat them at the Big Twelve championship game. 
Um, oh, excuse me. So I, 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 I can understand that. I get that. However, um, you know, for Kansas, if I'm a Kansas fan right now, I I would just feel I would say give it till twenty. Let's see, he he got hired in twenty twenty one. I would say give it until twenty six twenty seven. Yeah, then you that then, three four year mark. Okay, you're saying okay. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. Um, but even then, I'd say let the decade run out. Yeah, let the decade run out. Then let's talk about turning it because you've been you've been dead for a decade. You've been yeah. dead for over a decade. And now you're just now coming back and, and being relevant again. And um, I, I, w- I would definitely say let's give it to the end of the decade and then we'll kind of look at Kansas and go, okay, we're still just kind of eight and four right now, seven and five. It's time for us to start turning a corner. Yeah. I agree. Um, Kansas State, though, Chris Kleiman, talking about turning a corner, um, I would definitely say for Chris Kleiman, I think the next corner that they have to turn, they are defending Big 12 champions. They will not go to the Big 12 championship game this year. They run out on the score. They are also 7-4 uh, and four on – or I'm sorry, they are 8-3, third in the Big 12. At this point, you've won the Big 12, okay? Chris Kleiman is a national championship coach when he was at uh, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. I would say for Kansas State, at some point – Let's kind of talk about playoff here. You're getting ready to go into the 12 team playoff. I think that's a that's a corner that you and can turn. Also, I think that's going to improve a lot of. That's going to give a lot of teams that spot that they deserve. Because right now, I mean, obviously there is rampant SEC bias. There's plenty of Alabama and Georgia fans both saying that even with a conference championship loss, they're still one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, same with Ohio State, same with Michigan. Like As it stands right now, you could make a case for Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Bama. You shouldn't make that case, but you can. Yeah. And some people will agree with you. Um, I, and I think the 12-team playoff will definitely alleviate some of that kind of talk as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good win for, for K-State. Going to get uh, to a quality bowl. Got to got to really need something to slip up here in this last week in order to get into the compete for the Big Twelve. It compete to get back into the Big Twelve championship game. Uh, moving right along to uh, another Pac twelve matchup, something we definitely didn't see coming. I picked Arizona to win this one, but Arizona. I didn't see this one coming. Arizona down the uh, the Wildcats absolutely dogged the Utah Utes forty two to eighteen. Jed Fish, man, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of RKO, out of nowhere by the Arizona Wildcats. By God, by God, um, just Utah. We thought uh, Cam Rising, by the way, has announced that he will return next year as the, the Utes walk into Big Twelve play. But Arizona, man, I, I, and here's the thing. I said I want to say I said this week I w- I'm I've been surprised by Arizona. I said last week I, w- I would be su- I've been surprised by Arizona this entire year and I will not be surprised by them again this week I'm picking them to win but guess what I was surprised by them again this week because they went 42 they they beat Utah 42 to 18 even with 10 less minutes holding the ball in the game. With with uh, I'm sorry, thirty less plays, with thirty less plays, mm-hmm. and also just a few more yards 
total, a uh, few more total offensive yards, five more offensive yards than uh, Utah. They absolutely dominated the Utes in this. Um, scoring twenty one in the first quarter, that'll happen. You that, get that. You'll get that, that on, on the bigger, bigger jobs. jobs. Jinx, jinx, double no. jinx. We, <laughs> no, <laughs> you win. I'll concede. Um, no. Arizona came out, punched Utah in the mouth, scoring 21 unanswered in the first quarter. Utah was able to rally, make it 28 to seven going into halftime. Um, but I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, 28 to seven going into halftime. 28 10 going into the fourth. Yeah, no. It this was a demolish of a win for Arizona. Um, a lot of that had to do with their ground game. Uh, shout out Michael Wiley. 92 total yards, two touchdowns on the day for him. Uh, Teterio McMillan, eight receptions, 116. McLovin. Uh, huh? McLovin. <laughs> McMillan. Uh, eight receptions, 116 yards, and two total touchdowns on the day for him. He had the, recep- the reception touchdown and then the uh, jet sweep. Cole, passing for Arizona as a team, they went 25 for 33 with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Passing as a team. As a team. That's wild. As a team. Went 25 for 33. <sighs> Bryson Barnes as one player for the Utah Utes. 31 for 53. That completion percentage is about the same. Uh, No, it's not. Arizona blew him out the water there. 320 total passing yards on the day for him and two touchdowns. But also two interceptions. Yeah. Um, Good win for Arizona here. Uh, We'll look to see. Uh, how they're going to shake up. I'm sure they're going to get a very exciting bowl matchup. Um, let me take a look at the Pac-12 standings real quick. I don't think that they – I think that they're eliminated from Pac-12 championship. Arizona currently sits third in the Pac-12 right behind Washington and yeah, Oregon. So even then, if that – if – yeah. So, if – no, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. So, it's locked in at Washington Oregon. Um. Yeah. Right now, they're. I think they're going to be playing. Hold on. Arizona plays Arizona State next week, and then their season is over. So they are going to sit at third. Uh, as a, currently right now, Arizona uh, looking at their schedule. If it will load for me, they currently are third in the Pac-12. Uh, they have a loss to Washington. They don't have a loss to Oregon. So, I guess theoretically, uh, if Oregon State beats Oregon next week and Arizona wins, uh, Arizona beat Oregon State, therefore technically makes them better than Oregon. I think that's the only way that uh, Arizona is able to kind of get into the Pac-12 championship. We'll see. So, keep your eye out on that one. Um, I I think that's how that works. Uh, I'm not familiar with the no divisions way of looking at college football. I'm I'm not too entirely sure about that either, but I want to say uh no, no, I'm sorry because Oregon still has only one conference loss. Right. So um, even at that point, well, no, did Arizona and Oregon play? They did not play. Okay, so no, never mind. 
Even, or, even with them. Yeah, it, right now, Arizona is sitting dead at third. Uh, if they lose against Arizona State, uh, Oregon State will actually jump to third in the Pac-12. If you would have told me at the start of this season that the Pac-12 was going to be the most intense college football to watch all season long, I would have laughed. I would have laughed in your face. Yeah. But you know what's also wild, too, Cole, is that Washington State and Colorado were all ranked at some point in the year. And Colorado currently sits at the bottom of the Pac-12, going 1-7. and seven. The only win they had in conference play all season long. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Was Cal. Yeah. That's, oh my God! <laughs> yeah, that's. Oh. They're currently on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, that's terrible. I hate that for them. I know. No, Arizona State, not Cal. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, Pac-12, good conference. Hate that it's dissolving. Moving right along to bad conference football. Well, not bad, but like not as good as. Big 12, SEC, Pac-12, you know, all, all that fun stuff. ACC. Yeah. The Atlantic Coast Conference. What to make of that? UNC loses to the Clemson Tigers 31-20. to Drake May has lost to the Clemson Tigers in every single game they've played. I'm not saying that he did not have a good game. Drake May, 16 for 36, 209 yards through the air, one touchdown. Omarion Hampton for the Tar Heels, 19 attempts, 178 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. Kate Klubnick balled out a little bit. 21 for 32, 219 through the air, two total touchdowns. Will Shipley, 179 total yards, one touchdown. Finally looking like the back that he was last season. This game, old school domination. Clemson controlled the ball for 38 minutes and 11 seconds, only allowing UNC to have 21-49 on the day. Both teams had 15 drives. Clemson had 20 more plays than UNC did and only produced nine more total yards on the ground. But... That nine more yards led to 11 more points. It wasn't a clean game either for either team uh, either because UNC turned the ball over three times compared to Clemson turning it over twice. Clemson lost a fumble uh, two times compared to UNC, who also did the same thing, but they also added in an interception by Drake May. Uh, so the Tar Heels gave the Tigers an extra possession there if you count things even out. Um, they gave uh, the Tigers an extra possession in Death Valley. And I, I thought this was a for-sure win by North Carolina. I thought Clemson, they are having a down year this year. Uh, but I thought for sure that North Carolina is going to be able to ease, not easily handle Clemson, but come out on top and this be a 31-20 North Carolina. But I was wrong, obviously. And Clemson comes out uh, beating the – beating. I know, I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, beating the Tar Heels – in this game, in Death Valley, uh, Dabo Sweeney said, I didn't hear no bell, and, uh, <laughs> and said... Hot uh, seat? What hot seat? Exactly. He says, I eat hot seats for breakfast. Um, 
Dabo Sweeney once again proving that he is a halfway decent coach. I would say more than halfway decent. Oh yeah, national championship winning coach. Yeah, two time national champion. Uh, Dabo Sweeney would have been three, but you know, you you get that on the bigger jobs. Came up against 2019 LSU, but you know that's neither here nor there. Good win for Clemson. Move on to seven and four on the season. Got to beat uh, South Carolina to make it eight and four. After having kind of a rough year, this is a down year for Clemson. So, uh, real good, real good times to be uh, – not real good times, but, you know, okay times to be had down there in, uh, in Death Valley. In, uh, in Clemson, South Carolina. Not Death Valley. In yep. Clemson, South Carolina. You you stole that from – Kate. Clemson had the Tigers. All of a sudden, LSU became the Tigers. Clemson called their stadium Death Valley. You – Called your stadium Death Valley. Am I missing something? Throw at you. <laughs> please that don't throw the cause bodily harm. Please don't throw your your glass at me because I that would hurt. What about the Theraflu? Do you think that would hurt? It's got some weight to it. Honestly, though, the, with the with your drippage, you might want to take some. Uh, with my drippage, yeah, definitely would want some Theraflu. So, actually, go ahead. Can you toss that? <laughs> Um, looking at ACC standings uh, for a second, Florida State is obviously still 8-0, 11-0 overall. Louisville is right on their heels with one loss. They have uh, clinched. This will be uh, – Louisville did clinch uh, ACC title game uh, with their win over Miami uh, last night. The first time, the first time since joining the ACC that the that Louisville really? has went to the uh, ACC championship game. Yes, I was also very surprised for this as well. But uh, they also come from the Big East, yeah, as fair. many does as does half of a, the ACC. Uh, <laughs> also, real quick, shout out NC State. We thought, we thought at the start of the season that NC State was going to have a down year, that this was not going to be the same team that dominated last year. I, I said they were a dark horse. You thought they were going to be a down team. I said they were a dark horse. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Um, five and two in conference, third in the ACC. You got to live with that. That's awesome. After having a rough start, yeah. getting blown out by Notre Dame, yeah. losing a couple of games here and there, like, hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Absolutely. I'll take that deal. I'd make that deal. I'd make that deal. Um, yeah, no, after getting blown out by Notre Dame and then uh, losing to Louisville bad, you can't complain with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Just shout out. Shout out the Wolfpack. Yeah, Wolfpack is back. Causing mass, mass destruction. destruction. Jinx. <sighs> We're good. Uh, moving right along to the heartbreaker of this episode. I am in misery. In overtime. In Harrisonburg. App State. Apparently their checks cleared uh, for the referees. App State upsets the JMU Dukes 26-23. We were here at this game. We were here at this game. This is the first conference, or this is the first college football game that uh, the three of us have attended that the team we were rooting for did not win. 
LSU won, West Virginia won. Uh, the three of us weren't there. It was just me and you. Um, but, yeah. Go Dukes still. Go, Go Dukes. Dukes. Ho, ho, ho. That one's for you, Jay. Um, Joey Aguilar on the day for App State, 28-46, 318, three touchdowns. Jordan McLeod right there with him, 27-46, 289, two total touchdowns. Uh, had that big run in the fourth quarter. Uh, we all thought that that was going to seal it. Uh, went for two to force overtime. Got the two-point conversion, scoring by 50 a toe. by a toe drag. Uh, beautiful pass thrown from McLeod. Um, unfortunately, App State's defense prevented the touchdown. They had to settle for the field goal, and App State won with a touchdown drive engineered by Joey Aguilar. And watching this game, we JMU was not the same JMU team that they had been all season. It was not until late the fourth quarter that that JMU team came back. Oh, yeah. And But you know what? They came back. They were able to come all the way back from 17 to 5, come back, tie things up, had a chance to win a ball game. Um, and it just, again, McLeod, there was like – Aguilar was making throws that McLeod has made all year long. There were there were there were people that were open, and McLeod just wasn't seeing them. Something was going on with that with his vision there. He was kind of running scared a little bit for from time to time. It appeared, but it just didn't. It, it, they just didn't look like the same JMU team that they they had been all season. They they'd finally get some momentum, get moving down the field, and then penalties and couldn't get anything going. Yep, just stalled out. They would have one really big completion. And I know this is the exact same thing that you just said. They would have a completion down the field for a gain of like 20, 25. And then it was like three or four drives in the first half that this happened. Um, And then a receiver would either drop the ball or they would fumble it. Um, Because I know that happened a few times. It wasn't necessarily a turnover, but I know that JMU just they couldn't hold on to the ball to save their life, and I it sucked, man. And meanwhile, App State, I caught everything thrown their way, which it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like on the stats because it looks like it was the exact same game: twenty-eight for forty-six for Aguilar, twenty-seven for forty-six for McLeod, but. If you were at that game, McLeod, if you would have told me McLeod had one less completion than Aguilar, I would have called you a liar. Oh, 100%. Because it looked like the receivers dropped about half the passes that Jordan McLeod threw. Yeah. And I would have said he only had like 10 completions on the day. Um, good win for the lesser known of the Mountaineers. Um, bad beat for the Dukes. Obviously, JMU will not be competing in a bowl game nor the conference Let championship them bowl. game. Let them bowl. Let them bowl, dadgummit. After this weekend, it's hard to argue that JMU should not be in a bowl. That was at least be their conference championship game. That was one of the best atmospheres I have ever been a part of. I told mom and dad that it was easily one of the best games that I've ever been to or participated in. And it, oh my God, it was electric. It It was was great. It was awesome. It was 
packed, sold out stadium. <sighs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You know what you don't hate to see? You know what you really don't hate to see? LSU running wild on them Georgia's. Jaden Daniels had eight friggin' touchdowns on the day, baby. Six through the air, two on the ground. 56-14. What? LSU was tied 14-14 midway through the second quarter. What? LSU prevented Georgia State from scoring another friggin' point after that. What? What? 56-14. Blow them out. LSU by a million. Bama, we have murder ball too. Jaden Daniels on the day, 25-430. Nice. 413 passing yards, eight total touchdowns. Malik Neighbors, eight receptions, 140 receiving yards, two touchdowns on the day. Darren Granger for uh, Georgia State, 23 for 29. 179 passing yards, one touchdown. Uh, Marcus Carroll, 138 total yards, one touchdown on the ground. All credit to Georgia State. They came into Death Valley, one of the hardest places to play. The Death Valley. Not Clemson's Death Valley. The Death Valley. And put up a fight in the first half. Because in the first half, it was 35-14. Very easy. So all credit to that program. It was a heck of a game from them. That being said, LSU's defense in the first half came out sluggish as crap. It was terrible watching that. Um, Secondary still has a lot of questions. If Brian Kelly wants to win an SEC championship – He needs to address the secondary. The offense is never going to be any kind of issue. We have enough talent in that quarterback room that even when Jaden Daniels gets drafted this year, because he's going to, um, we still have Noose, fantastic quarterback there. But we need to – LSU – needs to work on the secondary because this is the second season in a row where that is all I've said about the Tigers. Our secondary is as soft as Swiss cheese. You can just go straight through it. And it stinks. Yeah, it stinks. Georgia State should not have scored 14 points on this Tiger team. (laughs) Like, I know, it's 56-14. How much more greedy can you get? You agree with me, though. Georgia State should not have. This should not have been a question of a game in anybody's mind. But Georgia State made it 14-14 in the first half at one point, and it should not have been that at all. <sighs> Go Tigers, dude. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Thank Tigers. Thank God we won this game. It was never in question, but never like still, 
when it was 14, four, when you told me that, I started sobbing. You're like, no. Kelly? Kelly? What Kelly, are you doing? Emma? Emma? Go Tigers. Go Tigers. But you know what else, Cole? Go Ears. Go Ears. Uh, Cincinnati, for the first time in over a decade, returns back to Morgantown as the West Virginia legend Don Nealon himself, the winningest coach in all of West Virginia history, is immortalized in Mountaineer pride. West Virginia knocks off the Cincinnati Bearcats 42 to 21. Garrett Green, have yourself a day, young man. Should have been 42 7. 12 to 19. 12 of 19 on completions, 210 yards, a touchdown, interception. Uh, he also had 11. Uh, 11 rushing attempts for 154 yards and three rushing touchdowns. I'm sorry, did he say Pat White or Garrett Green? I can't tell. I can't tell. They both got a color for their name, all right? I couldn't. I'm sorry, I couldn't see that. Noel Devine? No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Jaheim White. Jaheim White went twenty, had 20 carries for 204 yards and a lone touchdown on the day. Also had another touchdown through the air. Also had a 75-yard touchdown reception as well. West Virginia had a grand total of 634 yards. Total offense. You love to see it. I could get used to this. I wish we'd put this up against Oklahoma, but, you know, there's that. 7-4 on the season. Currently, we are, I want to say we're sixth in the Big 12. We are fifth in the Big 12. Top five. (laughs) Hey, 14th, my butt. All right? 14th, my butt. We had 424 rushing yards. Jesus. 424 rushing yards. What even is a pass? What even? On the day that not, that's just, hey, here's the thing. If you don't know this about Don Nealon, Don Nealon can be, can be summed up in three football plays. Run, run, pass. That's it. That was the West Virginia playbook for 30 Year 20 years for 20 years, it was run, run, pass, run, 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 run. <laughs> that is West Virginia football. Run the dang ball, okay? West, Absolutely, West Virginia just plays grown man football, grown man football, control the clock 34 minutes. Okay, 65 plays that we had, 634 total yards. Uh, just absolutely amazing. 424 rushing yards, Cole. 424 rushing yards. Average nine yards per attempt. Five touchdowns on the ground. We did have the lone interception, but you know what? It didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter. We got two touchdowns scored in garbage time, but you know what? That's okay. 21 points in the second quarter and 14 in the third. Didn't even need to score any in the fourth. Just absolutely blew them out. Blew them out. Okay. Go ears. Go ears. Seven and four on the season. Cincinnati, I guess we could talk about them a little bit. 
Um, Cincinnati goes three and eight on the year. Emory Jones was fourteen for twenty four, two touchdowns. Good for him. Um, yeah. And I guess they did good. They only had 56 yards for 13 carries on uh, rushing. Uh, one rushing touchdown, again, by Emory Jones. So, hey, look, he also had three touchdowns for the day, but not on the ground. Not on the ground. Okay. Garrett Green built different. Built different. I'm telling you, we just got the same team called one's in Morgantown, one's in Baton Rouge, all right? Um, Might as well. Yeah, LSU is eight and three, five and two in conference. If you guys lose to Texas A and M, and we end up with the same record, and there's a chance. What if we go to the Alamo Bowl? <laughs> can our friendship handle that? I don't think so. We we cannot watch it together. <laughs> no, we, can, we can't watch no. it together. We're not going to it. We can't watch it together. But I hope you know as soon as that clock strikes quadruple zero you are the first person i'm calling <laughs> there is no way we can be in the same room there is no freaking way jay will be have to ride back and forth to our house just to kind of look at it first half at your second half in mine yeah oh god and now it's a possibility I don't want to say it, but I now kind of root for an eight and four LSU team just so that there's a big possibility that this happens. If we end up with the same <laughs> record, oh my god! <sighs> Brian Kelly's never beat uh, Texas A&M at LSU, so there's that. We'll beat him this year. You said that last year. We'll beat him this year. You said that last. Year. Jimbo's out. I have an interim head coach. We'll see, um, but yeah, great win for the West for West Virginia. Brother, they won thirty eight ten against ACU. Thirty eight ten. Who's ACU? Abilene, I have, Abilene no. Christian. I bet it. Abilene Christian. Thirty eight ten. Yeah. Yep. Abilene Christian. Thirty eight ten. That's okay. Thirty eight ten. It's all, it's all right. LSU by me. LSU by a million. I agree. I agree. Uh, but West Virginia travels to Waco uh, to take on the Baylor Bears next week. Ears by a million. Ears by a million. Um, but, yeah, hey, good times are to be had here on the Panther Pod. Uh, Jay, shout out. We shout wish, out to the booth. Shout out to the booth. Uh, we wish that uh, JMU would have won this weekend, but you know what? Still great weekend all around. Great environment. We had a great time up in Harrisonburg. Uh, felt nice to not have to pack a bag for this trip. Amen. And just travel, just drive up and drive it was back nice down. Nice to tailgate. It like was actually tailgate. To actually tailgate. Yeah. Uh, played some Uno. By the way, uh, reverse car J. I skip U turn and uh, draw two. By the way, so. You just gave that man so much PTSD. I did. I did. Um, yes, I did. So, uh, but for that, hey, after a, a happy Ears fan and a happy Tigers fan, we will console our brother, the Duke. Okay. The Duke. For that, I am Owen Spelling. My name is Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.